Namaste everyone. Thank Namaste. you for watching. Welcome to another series of my conversations with Indian scholars uh, to help us understand, you know, the various aspect of um, our knowledge traditions. Today, my guest is Professor Kapil Kapoor. He's a scholar of uh, linguistics and literature and an authority on Indian intellectual and knowledge traditions. He was professor of English, Center for Linguistics and English from 1996 onwards, and was designated as a concurrent professor, the only professor to get that uh, recognition at the Special Center for Sanskrit Studies at JNU. Um, and of course, uh, being in that position, he's guided tens of PhDs and MPhils. Um, what a privilege I feel it must have been to study under him at JNU. I personally today feel totally privileged to have these one-on-one -on -one conversations and bring his endless wisdom and insights, bring out his endless wisdom and insights, of course, for myself, but as well as for all the listeners of these videos for many, many years and maybe decades <coughs> ahead. Thank you, Professor Kapoor, for joining me today. I will start today's conversation with a very interesting screenshot that uh, sometime back, it is on your screen, sir, that uh, Dr. Raj Vedam in one of his Sangam talks uh, with us had shown as part of his slide. And uh, this, he said, is the means of knowledge and the six, the Shada Darshanas, as you mentioned yesterday over our call, and he mentioned that all Indian religions have derived from these six sources of knowledge. I've been very intrigued about this and had been coaxing him to speak about this further. And then he told me there is no better speaker than you in the country who could, who could speak about these. And so here I am at your feet learning with you. I think this uh, Professor Saab, the gentleman who made this, he should be should have been asked to speak on these also, you know, because uh, he has made it so beautifully visual to make uh, the uh, non-corporeal non-corporeal idea visible visible. It's not an easy job, so he has done that. So it's very but, nice. Yeah, whether it is it is the right direction or no, and and he mentioned multiple times, right, that this is as far as he has learned. So, I mean, he, he wasn't confident. Ah. That's why he said the best source of truth of all of this is you. And so we've been trying to get you but to speak on this. But now here I am in this dialogue. And this, he says, leads to Sankhya, Nyaya, Veshishka, Mimamsa, Advaita, from which Charvak, Buddhism, Veshishka, uh, First of all, let us uh, make a, begin by making a small distinction between Darshan and philosophy. And uh, it's a very well-known distinction and... Uh, even before that, let me mention two books, two books. A very wise, most of my teachers were very, very wise. One of them in the school, when I asked a question which appeared difficult, he told me, there is no question, no intelligent question that anybody asks. There is no intelligent question that the then the questioner himself cannot answer. That the questioner himself cannot answer. If it is an intelligently asked question, that person is capable of finding the answer also. Also provided yes, there is sufficient application and there is right application. That is, he applies right application very grossly will mean that he will you will know which book from which book or which Shastra you will get the answer. And sufficient application 
then you read it, study it, think about it in a sustained manner. And there is no question that anybody can ask that uh, one can, that that person cannot answer himself. Now, to answer most of the questions about Indian philosophical systems, there are two books that I have found all my answers in. In fact, I I do not claim at all. I cannot that I have even understood these books completely. I am reminded of my postgraduate teacher, a teacher in MA English, Delhi University, Professor V.V. John. Professor V.V. John was staying, his family was in Jodhpur. He was staying in the hostel, same hostel in which we students were staying. And we would often meet him. He was a very, he was a rather severe looking person, but he was a great, uh, he had a great sense of humor. And uh, with the trepidation, I one day he was teaching us history of English language, and uh, he had he had referred to many books. One of the books he said, "This you must, this must you must read," was a book by A. C. I pronounce it as Ba B A U G H, but maybe it is Bup. English is very notorious, you know, about its uh, spellings and pronunciation. So A. C. Bup. And uh, I one day I was carrying that book and I ran into him and I said, sir, this book you have mentioned, is this book sufficient for the course? He said, yes, if you understand it. <laughs> this one book is sufficient if you understand it. So the two books that I'm going to mention are sufficient. I mean, they are they are secondary reading. So I don't mean that the primary reading just doesn't need to be done. I mean, one has to read, uh, here mentioned Buddhism, then one has to read the Buddhist text, you know, the Buddhist Bhagame is very vast. Tripitaka, teen petiya. Unke gyan ki teen petiya hai, three boxes full of knowledge. So you know, Tripitaka, so if you, if primary text one has to read, but primary texts in India, they are composed in a very abbreviated style, sutra, sutras. And because they are composed in sutras, because they were to be stored in the mind. These are, this was not a reading culture. It was a remembering culture. It is a culture that stores knowledge in the mind, not outside the mind, not on paper or CDs or uh, other objects, laptops and other, but the knowledge was stored in the mind. And uh, very late, when I was doing my undergraduate in a nice college, nice because it was a co-education college and for me it was a new experience. So in that college, there was a Sardarji student who was, he, who looked very, you know, lost all the time. But uh, in the class, he rarely spoke. But when the teacher asked him to speak, he used to speak so well and use so many words whose meanings we did not know. So one day I asked him, where have you picked up your vocabulary? He says, uh, you know, I simply put into memory Collins' Dictionary of English. He simply remembered Collins' Dictionary. He memorized Collins' Dictionary. You see, dictionary words with meaning. Collins' yeah. Gem Dictionary. But imagine, after all, Shakespeare, Shakespeare had only 8,000 words in his vocabulary. You know, and Lord Alfred Tennyson, 19th century, he said, Shakespeare had only 8,000 words in his vocabulary. I have 22,000, but damn it, I have nothing to say. <laughs> I have the words, but I have nothing to say. And Shakespeare said so much. So he had remembered Collins James. So memory is a very important. So it was stored. So the texts were written. In sutra, sutra means a thread. 
हमारे यहाँ सूत्र सूत पंजाबी में कहते हैं सूत सूत कत्या मतलब के वीविंग उसको पूनी पूनी लगा के चरखे पे जो करते हैं सूत सूत्र और थ्रेड एंड जब हम बिल में यूज ए नीडल एंड थ्रेड एंड वी लेटर से थ्रेड टू थिंग्स टुगेदर यू नो देन सूत्र मींस अ थ्रेड दैट थ्रेड्स डिफरेंट ऑब्जेक्ट्स अ थ्रेड व्हिच थ्रेड्स नॉलेज सो सूत्र वाज आल्सो यूज्ड फॉर द टेक्स्ट व्हिच वाज रिटन इन सूत्रस and the texts were all texts of knowledge texts of knowledge they have to be read so in uh, your uh, you mentioned the six uh, shad darshan although i find that uh, professor saab has buddhism also there and uh, maybe some other system also uh, because you know india has three sampraday three schools india always had three schools of thought three they were always in dialogue with each other three schools of thought uh their relationship was collaborative confrontational collaboratively confrontational you see they were not opposed to each other simply because you have to oppose but they were genuinely different systems in ontology that is objects which exist and epistemology and the means by which we can know the objects so they differed their understanding of this universe and this life life living beings and uh, the the goal purpose or quality of human life so they these three systems they differ these three systems are brahman sampraday brahman not brahman not caste brahman vedanta brahman called vedanta they were also called vyakaranas the grammarians because the grammarians were all vedantins and uh, they belong to that school so one school is sanatan dharma ka school sanatan dharma ka which is you call it vedant you call it brahman sampraday brahman because brahman is the core concept core concept of uh, sanatan this sanatan uh, knowledge or sanatan dharma the vedic uh, the entire vedic uh, knowledge system which is called shrauta shrauta from shravan because vedas are not meant to be read they are meant to be heard and heard received from the ear with the ear and then meditated upon meditated shravan and manan shravan and manan go together so this sanatan is one school the second school is jaina and third is buddhist or second is buddhist and third is jaina we are not mentioning them chronologically it is a horizontal statement they are all at the same level kal kal kram jo hai the sequence of time well there are series but some people say that perhaps the jaina system the jain system was the most ancient most ancient and uh, then uh, you can say the sanatan and then bauddha then bauddha ji in any case you've mentioned multiple times that you're not too fond of chronology of <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean kal krama हमारे यहाँ ज्यादा इंपॉर्टेंट नहीं होता विचारों का क्रम इंपॉर्टेंट है ऑफ आइडियाज क्रोनोलॉजी ऑफ आइडियाज इज इंपॉर्टेंट तो देर वर थ्री संप्रदाय सनातन बौद्ध और जैन दीज आर दी थ्री संप्रदाय एंड 
when i say that you uh, no question you have to you can ask that you cannot answer yourself find an answer then uh, i was going to mention two books which are secondary books and then i said that it doesn't mean that one doesn't read primary books and in primary i mentioned three pitaka of bodhas very large body of literature jain jain also jain uh, canon canon is very rich canon very rich canon and of course vedic canon vedic canon is also extremely rich canon so one lifetime is not enough for just one of one of these three systems so you have to become a wine taster or a tea taster so for ideas also you just rapidly touch upon them jaise kho kho khelte the na bachpan mein kho kho ji bhag ke haath laga ke haath laga ke haath laga ke nikal jana so that way perhaps one can go through these and uh, that exercise itself is quite a reflective exercise it is not to be dismissed because they say that depending on your shraddha and your uh, uh your uh, intellect you know intellect uh and there is shraddha and your intellect and your application your reverence your intellect and your application depending on that you can learn sanskrit language in 10 years 10 months 10 days 10 minutes or 10 seconds it is said depending on your intellect your shraddha and your application application abhyas kitna kare the two books one acharya baldev upadhyay of varanasi acharya baldev upadhyay he wrote a book bhartiya darshan bhartiya darshan uh, i can show you this book this book i can show you wonderful it is published by chokhamba orientalia orientalia varanasi and delhi chokhamba chokhamba were famous publishers for century publishing indian text intellectual text and uh, now they have broken into chokhamba orientalia and chokhamba there is one other chokhamba i mean two but they as it happens so this one book I, the other book i am going to mention i can't show you because it is in delhi in my flat but the well, this is one book bhartiya darshan by acharya baldev upadhyay so aapko to kuch nahi karna hai isko padh lijiye bas उसके बाद वी विल स्विच प्लेसेस आई विल आस्क यू द क्वेश्चन एंड यू विल गिव मी द आंसर इट रिक्वायर्स ग्रेटर इंटेलिजेंस टू आस्क एन इंटेलिजेंट क्वेश्चन देन द इंटेलिजेंस यू नीड टू आंसर द क्वेश्चन ग्रेटर इंटेलिजेंस इज नीडेड टू आस्क एन इंटेलिजेंट क्वेश्चन दैट्स व्हाई ओनली अ बिगिनर सो यू एंड the guests listening this must excuse me if i ask naive questions and very no, no, basic no, no. the 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 basic so, questions have to be asked yes. so this second book is madhavacharyas madhavacharya now this bharati darshan it was i think uh, first published uh, i will just uh, just uh, check again uh, it was uh, Uh, the third edition is mentioned third edition is 1984 but it must have been you know written far back 1979 first edition 1979 and uh, acharya baldev upadhyay ji teacher he uh, dedicates it to his teacher no not teacher not teacher generally people dedicate the book to sometimes the teacher sometimes 
the father, their father. So this is Prakatan. It is by Baldev Upadhyayaji. He has uh, he has not uh, written anything, but he has given the photograph of his father. This Ji. is his father. Ji. Dedication. This is the dedication yes. to his father. And uh, it's a very, it has a symbolism, you know. Look at the dress. Ah, and in his hand, Mala Japarahe. Acha, ji. Mala hai na? Ji, ji, ji. Mala me hundred eight beads hote hai. Or uske beach me jo hota hai hundred eight, wo usko ni kabi cross ni karte. You start come reach here, then you go back. Then you go back. Jap, Jap, Jap yagya ka ye niyam hai. Japneka niyam hai. So, 1979. The second book, Madhavacharya, this was composed in the 13th century. 13th century. We don't know when, but in 13th century. Because Madhvacharya was born in 1199 and he lived for 104 years and he died in 1303 AD. So he must have written, composed that book, composed. Written is a wrong word. This Bharti Darshan has been written. But Madhvacharya's Book title is Sarva Darshan Sangra. Sarva Darshan Sangra. It literally means uh, the collection of all philosophies, all philosophical systems, right? Ji. And uh, he composed that book in the 13th century. What is? आपने एक बार बात शुरू करने से पहले कहा था. Ki darshan or philosophy ah. are not the same. No, we must appreciate the, the, the two terms. So I was saying Madhvacharya, we must know who was Madhvacharya. Madhvacharya was the guru of Harihar Bukka. Harihar Bukka were the two generals of Kakatiya's dynasty in Warangal. When that Kingdom collapsed in the onslaught of the Tughlaqs. After fighting for almost 100 years, that dynasty collapsed. Then Harihar Bukka went away from, the, from that place. And Madhvacharya was the guru of Kalkatiya also. So Madhvacharya took them under his charge and he helped them establish the Vijayanagar Empire. Madhvacharya ji Help them establish the Vijayanagar Empire. Isn't that uh, Vidyaranya Swami who actually converted Harihar Bukka from Islam to Hinduism, something like that? Oh, that is a name given to the same person. Achha. Hey, okay. Jungle mein rehne wale. Ji. Jungle mein rehne wale. Ji. So, uh, uh, this uh, Madhavacharya Sarudarshan Sangrai has 16 chapters, that means 16 philosophies. And there is a chronology of ideas in that. If I had the book here, I will take out the table of contents and show you how he begins with the Charvakas. The Charvakas are the Indian materialists, the most materialistic system of thought. Charvak. But uh, Indian materialists are not uh, scotch drinking materialists. They are ethical materialists. You see, ethical materialists. Like Kannada, Kannada who composed Vaisheshika Sutra, Vaisheshik Darshan, which is a materialistic darshan. There is no God in that dar darshan. He was, uh, he, he lived on, lived on the, the grains, the units of grain which were left in the field 
after the crop had been cut and the grain had been taken away in uh, taken away by the farmer then whatever grains were left in the field he would collect them and he used to see survive on them and he was a materialist you see he was a materialist so kannad his name is kanabhukta kanaj ke kan kan bhogne wala kanaj ke kan so he was a materialist so charvakon se shuru hoti hai and it ends with the perfectly uh, the totally subjective idealist idealist system i don't have the book here i cannot recount the all the 16 chapters right here but 16 systems in that are chronologically arranged but the chronology is the evolution of ideas evolution of ideas for example now he is before he starts his composition his book his text before he starts like most indian thinkers and uh, most indian texts he starts with a mangala charana we believe in an doing something auspicious when we are going to do something important so when we used to go for exam our mothers will give us a spoon of curd dahi kha ke jao ji punjab mein especially to punjab bharti ha dahi kha ke jao और भगवान का नाम लेके सो ऑस्पिशियसनेस इज अ वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट थिंकिंग कैटेगरी फॉर अस सो मंगलाचरण इज मंगल आचरण और मंगलाचरण में ही रिमेंबर्स लॉर्ड शिवा एंड इट गिव्स अ स्तुति ही मेक्स अ स्तुति टू ऑफर्स अ स्तुति टू महादेवा एंड देन द फर्स्ट चैप्टर इज चारवा and he and he starts the chapter in a very interesting way he says what a contradiction i have just given my oblation to god shiva to mahadev and here are thinkers who say no god exists beautiful so he starts with that beautiful and then expounds the charavaka system चारवाक लिटरली मीन्स चारू वाक जिनके शब्द सुनने में अच्छे लगते हैं लोगों को इससे अच्छा और क्या लगेगा कि भैया कोई ज्यादा सोचने की जरूरत नहीं है भगवान नहीं होता आत्मा नहीं होती कोई पुनर्जन्म नहीं होता यही शरीर है यही एक सत्य है जब ये खत्म हो जाएगा तो कुछ नहीं बचेगा इसलिए जब तक जिंदा हो अपना घी पियो ही खाओ और आनंद से रहो कोई आफ्टर वर्ल्ड कोई आफ्टर वर्ल्ड नहीं है कोई गॉड्स नहीं है कोई गॉड नहीं है कोई आत्मा या सेल्फ नहीं है नथिंग सो इससे प्लेजेंट बिकॉज मटीरियलिज्म और नॉन बिलीफ कम्स नेचुरली टू मैन इट इज पार्ट ऑफ इज equipment he, god sends him with this equipment because would that be true because sorry to interrupt your thought but uh, uh if you look around uh, professors have all around the world sare jo shamanic traditions hain for example chai native americans ke ho ya uh, australian aborigines sab ke sab mein polynesians sab mein ek ek nature worship for example ek innate natural worship uh, isn't that central to all uh, human beings at least native populations instead of well, the no idea is, of the ji. question is when the child is born ji is he born with uh, an admiration for nature you see for example telling lies you don't have to teach anybody how to tell lies but you have to teach people to tell the truth telling lies comes naturally naturally <laughs> you know so we have to teach people to, i remember mark twain you know mark twain he has an essay 
my second lie my second lie he says my first lie is far back i don't remember what it was and when i uttered it but my second lie i uttered when i was 9 days old 9 days old huh? i uttered my second lie i had discovered that when the nappy pin hurt me and i cried somebody came and you know showered affection on me huh? patted me and all that so one day i cried even when the pin had not hurt me <laughs> that was my second lie so like a lying comes natural so in that sense you see there is no doubt from your question that uh, some people are born born with a tendency which is adhyatmik spiritual from the beginning jaise गुरु नानक से या आदि शंकराचार्य से ये शुरू से ही बचपन से ही इनकी जो वृत्ति थी वृत्ति इंक्लिनेशन इट वर्ड्स टूवर्ड्स द नॉन मटेरियल अदर वर्ल्ड नॉट इन दिस वर्ल्ड एंड देर आर अदर्स वो आर नॉट ओनली बॉर्न विद द मटेरियल वृत्ति बट इन स्पाइट ऑफ ऑल लिसनिंग ऑल द उपदेशाज reading all the sacred books they die also with the same vritti you know and so this is a i think these are specific to human beings it is not it is good not to generalize not to generalize so sarvadarshan sangraha is a second book the difference is that bhartiya darshan by baldev upadhyay ji it explains to you it explains to you under separate chapter separate heads the different philosophical systems their categories their books mentions tells you what are the books what are the it's a very very descriptive 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 book it describes in detail and uh, even the even its content it describes in detail so it's a it's a wonderful book there is no doubt about it and in a parishist in a appendix he he gives you subtle issues subtle issues that are involved in a particular system of thought also so there is one but sarvadarshan sangraha is composed by by madhvacharya to show to show the different approaches he his is a more analytic analytical work different approaches to what approaches to realizing realizing in life the four purusharthas dharmartha kama moksha the different approaches to realizing these because only when you realize these you reach at the end moksha moksha freedom from all this so this uh, people often say that these four dharma arth kam moksha they are the they are the objects goals of life no they are not they are not goals of life they are means they are means to achieving the ultimate goal of life which is liberation of the self liberation of the self atma ka atma ka vivek atma ka pratyaksha aur atma ka sharir se free ho jana you don't have to die to do that you see the, the, your self becoming free ji that's why the great sanyasis those who become sanyasis you see when they take sanyas fire is burned around them around them and they are made to sit in the middle which is symbolic of the fact that their body has gone their body has been burnt now they have no body so yogi adityanath ji when his father died and he was cremated 
very near his place he didn't go because his human world human body is not there it has been it is it's not there he is a sanyasi so human connections are not there their connections are with the body and the mind and the mind rests in the body mind is one of the senses it's a superior sense but it is a, it is a sense which is behind all senses only then the senses work right so he does it so sanyasi is like this so madhvacharya so here these two books i want to say that anybody who is interested in philosophy indian philosophy should read them with great care should read them as i said sufficient application and right application right application coming to the question first question darshan is from the drish dhatu drish dhatu which means to see to see and uh, as you know sanskrit uh, language has a very very powerful system of forming words by derivation the all words all the words of sanskrit language they are derived from 1957 verb roots roots dhatus and uh, if you say anybody people sometimes feel it only 1957 dhatus but how, what a rich repository it is you realize when we know that hindi today for example maybe has only about 1100 roots 1100 dhatus so 1957 and there is a paninian dhatu path there is a dhatu path panini has classified those dhatus into 10 groups 10 groups and they are called varga vargas 10 uh, 10 varga 10 classes so the first one is of course famous bhu satyama bhu 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 root se banta hai bhavati and bhu means the this dhatu path the difference between a dhatu and a dhatu path is that dhatus are collected and they are ordered and classified into groups and against each dhatu the core meaning is given meaning bhu satyama so bhu the root bhu means existence satta existence so uh, asti and bhavati there are two verb verbs in sanskrit one means to exist that is asti there's a this chair is asti and uh, when i use a word like horned tiger bertrand russell says they gave that uh, sentence to wittgenstein says that wittgenstein was given that sentence by his teacher in when he came for and joining the cambridge university and the sentence was horned tiger does not exist now if it does not exist then why do you have to say it does not exist hmm. huh? so horned tiger does not exist hmm. it's one of those conundrums like Yeah. Barber shaves everyone in the village. Does he shave himself? Yeah. You know that is the logical conundrum. So if I say in the Indian tradition, it is horned rabbit, not tiger. Shasha shringa, shasha shringa, the horns, horns of a rabbit. Yeah. Rabbit horns. Now when I say rabbit horns. you know that a rabbit with horns it does not exist no asti shash shringa nasti right but shash shringa bhavati aapke dimag mein ban jata hai you are able to see ji to wo ban jata hai so asti aur bhavati ka bhed ho jata now coming back to darshan drish dhatu se dhatu se we went to dhatu part hai 
Panini's grammatical system has five books, different books. We will talk about them some other day. One of them is Dhatu Pata, and there are others. Anyways, don't. Uh, I am telling myself, don't get tempted to enter into Panini now. Yes. So one should not be tempted into Panini. So there, drish to see, darshan, dekhna, seeing, or it can also mean what is seen, or it can mean how to see. The 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 philosophical system can teach you how to see. Philosophical system is a statement of what has been seen, what has been seen. and it is also a system which tells us what to see kya dekhna hai kya samajhna hai kya samajhna hai kya dekhna hai so indian thought contrary to to the opinion that are expressed in english by anglo indians i am not talking to the anglo indian race i am talking of those indians who tried who are more royal than the Angles <laughs> or the Saxons, <laughs> if they, or their writing or some. In fact, the Western scholars have written much better on Indian thought than many of the Indian scholars. For some of the Indian scholars, they cannot be matched. I mean, Baldev Upadhyay cannot be matched by a Western writer. See, because mm. uh, it is if it is your language, that inwardness with the language. Inwardness with words is comes only with your language. So in the same way, we cannot match. We cannot match Shakespeare. Yes. We cannot match because he is inward with the language, and so we have to depend on so many annotations and all that. So darshan, Indian Indian philosophical systems are very empirical. Empirical. क्या देखा क्या देखना है ये क्या संसार ये क्या है ये है क्या वट इज दिस वर्ल्ड वट आई सी डू यू ऑल्सो सी वट आई सी डज एवरीबडी सी वट आई सी एंड वट आई सी वट आई सी इज इट इज इट द रियलिटी इज इट रियल इफ सो इज इट द कंप्लीट रियलिटी is that all there is nothing beyond this you know all this so these are these are very empirical questions and indian philosophy is not meant for as a as a game of logic many times western philosophy when the western philosophers philosophize you know it looks like a game our great Plato, because Plato is hardly a Western philosopher. He is an Indian philosopher. He is uh, Aristotle, perhaps moves a little away from the Indian, but even Aristotle is Indian. The Greek, the Greeks were Greeks are our siblings in their thought and everything, and they have been appropriated by the West. in any case they were in the middle east mm-hmm. and they were middle east they were cheek by jowl with the semitic arabs with the semitic race so greeks were aryans and there were these arabs and the jews the jews and the arabs two semitic races close together living together all the time hating each other and fighting each other till today hmm? ji they they are uh, their mahabharat is is a long continuation the mahabharat of two brothers two siblings ji. the jews and the jews and the arabs so they they were there so they are say they are they are like us they think like us plato but plato you know when you read his dialogues dialogues his analysis 
proceeds analysis proceeds through questions and answers sometimes the questions are raised by his friends you know the setting of his dialogues you don't know the setting of plato's dialogues nahi bas kuch anecdotally bachpan mein mere dada ji batate the i think it was for plato only or was it for aristotle just a very beautiful anecdote ki he was sitting with some 16 students under a tree um if i recall correct correctly and here comes this there was a big group of men with a beautiful dancer woman in them who was you know all of these men were uh, watching the dance and she comes to plato and says oh you're uh, you know wasting your time trying to teach these uh, your students i can take them take them away in a whiff and he says yes you can i am trying to pull them up you're trying to pull them down <laughs> some anecdote yes i hadn't heard this it's a very good one the setting is in fact plato's dialogues plato and his friends his friends yes uh, there are number of them you know cratylus and alcibiades and there are so many at any given time in the dialogue there are five six at least five six seven people present you see now they used to get together these friends take a big jar of wine and go to agra <laughs> and go to agra agra is agra is a garden outside the city sir so now you will wonder what is this agra agra ji it is agra the proto indo european is agra the first one so this agra is also agra it was yeah. and it was established earlier than than the city of delhi or anything else you see and they go outside to that garden and they sit down and they sit down in a circle and when somebody starts talking seriously socrates says are 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 wait yaar wait let's first have a drink <laughs> Let's first have a drink, and then we will talk. And then the wine is distributed, and then they start talking. You see? Wow! And like... that, this is the setting. This is the setting. The I remember another beautiful setting from the Western tradition. Horace. Horace was a Roman. and this is the time of early roman empire when they they were fighting the greeks and they were capturing they were defeating them and all that now this horace was a physically a weakling but he was a poet i mean he had the poetic sensibility so when the armies were raised and every young man had to go he was also forced to go but he ran away from battle he was scared he ran away and he was caught and he was about to be tried tried when a relation of his or a friend of his relation who was a senator roman senator you know he got him released he got him released otherwise he would have been either sentenced to death or something something and yeah. you know, a life a life imprisonment and that man who was fond of his poetry he gave him a small uh, small piece of land in the catalonian hills in the hills which had a, a small land about one i am imagining about one acre or so yeah. and it had a stream small stream flowing in the in the middle of it a small stream yeah. and horace in the introduction to his odes horace's odes odes and epodes huh? in that he says you know i have a lovely time you know i get up in a relaxed way i get up around 10 or 11 in the morning huh? and then i i just potter around i have a little little something to eat and then i go to the stream and i have a bath and then i come back and uh, help myself to some food and then i sleep in the afternoon <laughs> and i get up in the evening and in the evening my friends come and we sit down 
over cups of wine <laughs> and we sit down and talk we don't talk about others we don't talk ill of others or other we don't talk about people we talk about, we talk about fundamental questions of life wonderful what is the goal of life what is life and how to be lived and so on so he remembers his father with great uh, affection and dedication he says he put into me the habit of reading and writing and thinking and you know he owed all this to his father so cutting that out coming back again the darshan is a indian philosophy is a statement of what wise people are able to see see what jeev jagat jeev or jagat all life forms that you see plant hai janwar hai hiran hai sher hai dog hai birds hain colorful birds hain not so colorful birds hain trees hain jhadiyan hain aur jagat this whole spread what we call the world jagat pahad hain nadiyan hain you see all this and jagat may also be extended to once once your mind uh, evolves then you look up into the sky and you have so much of so many worlds there and when you take in all that it is a brahmand brahmand the whole cosmos the whole cosmos the the niyama or the niyamaka who is the who is the organizer who is the control controlling force of this brahmand this cosmos it is brahman brahman and compared to the cosmos brahmand this kapil kapoor's body it is a pindand one pind one pind and you know when people do do that uh, shraddha to wo ek pind banate hain ek itna sa kuch ann ka leke aate ka loi ek pind banaya jata hai that represents jiske liye shraddha kiya ja raha hai so pind also means body the pindand ka niyamak who is the niyamak of this pind iska niyamak hai atma or who is the niyamaka brahmand it is paramatma brahman 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 is the niyamaka of the cosmos and the two therefore are linked the individual the micro and the macro they are the same they are linked they are connected so i am not separate from you i am not separate from this greenery that i am seeing it is all life and we are all part of the same life life system life system you see so ye darshan jo hai it it depends on darshan is on you know what you can see and observe so it is not it is not pure speculation of course it doesn't mean that what you see then you don't speculate but you but you begin with what you see and you come back to what you see you come back to what you see with a greater understanding greater understanding so you mentioned yesterday mimamsa the purva mimamsa the first is a athato athato dharma jigyasa i want to know what is dharma huh? so that is my object of inquiry and the last uttar mimamsa vedanta अथातो ब्रह्म जी गया अथातो ब्रह्म जी गया जानना चाहता हूं ब्रह्म क्या है ब्रह्मन क्या है आई वॉन्ट टू नो दैट सो विद इन बिटवीन द टू बिटवीन धर्म एंड ब्रह्मन लाइज ए होल रेंज ऑफ थॉट होल रेंज ऑफ थॉट जी सो विद इन दूर्व में मानसा एंड उत्तर में मानसा सो बेसिकली इंडियन philosophy let's use the word philosophy for darshan bhartiya darshan 
is concerned with human life is concerned with this jagat this world its nature is concerned with life forms all the living beings jeeva jiska human being is one of the jeeva it is concerned with the relationship between jeeva and jagat jeeva and jagat and in pursuing that relationship the indian bharatiya darshan reaches the concept of brahman how its fundamental question the fundamental question that the bharatiya darshan asks is anekta me ekta what is common what is shared in all this multiplicity in all this multiplicity how does it hang together and what is it what is it that that uh, informs everything informs everything all jeeva or something and that is where then you know they reach the concept of brahman finally brahman the uh, we will when we come to that maybe we will talk at length about that so this is bharatiya darshan what in the western philosophy becomes an independent system of philosophy a philosophical dimension remains in indian system only an instrument for example logic now logic if you look at western philosophy you have metaphysics metaphysics is about you know the objects that exist objects that you see their nature their nature their spirit their self whatever about that so it is metaphysics physics ke beyond meta about physics about the objects that you see about everything and uh, therefore the 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 religious systems that they create are answers to their metaphysical speculation huh? because this world must have been must have been created in metaphysics when they pursue that so they have a creator karta brahman is not a karta is not a karta in the sense of this creator and this creation this so that is a fundamental difference we'll come to that later the question is the metaphysics is the western philosophy first part of western philosophy is metaphysics second part epistemology epistemology nature of knowledge how knowledge is gained how knowledge is gained limits to knowledge whether uh, knowledge has to be uh, knowledge is there a is there any unknowability are there things that we cannot know isn't it so epistemology yes. generally means gyan gyan ka gyan ka praman how do we know that what we know is know is is knowledge is valid how do we know do we actually know what we think we know these are some of the things which epistemology will answer the means third is logic tark logic logic is a branch of western philosophy epistemology is a branch of western philosophy now you see when i say that logic is an instrument in bharatiya darshan it's not a branch of philosophy it's not a philosophical system it is an instrument of analysis instrument of analysis you see so you we have uh, the inductive logic and deductive logic you know in a western system ji yes. from general to particular and from particular to general you know inductive so we have the system raj uh, uh, francis bacon francis bacon in his novum organum he is the father of inductive philosophy and uh, descartes in his book on method is the father of deductive logic deductive deductive philosophy so inductive and deductive logic so there are logic third metaphysics epistemology fourth ethics ethics is a branch of philosophy 
in the West. It is uh, uh, concerns itself with right and wrong. What is right and what is wrong? Kartavya, kartavya in our way mode. You see, kya karna chahiye, kya nahi karna chahiye, kya nahi karna chahiye. So this is the scope of ethics. And fifth is aesthetics, the science of beauty. It again two parts. First, beauty in itself, the concept of beauty, which Plato examines in his symposium, in the dialogue symposium. See? And second is Vivarik Sundarta, Sundarya, Vivarik, which is art, representation, creating representations which capture the beauty of something. So this is representation. So there, these uh, branches, this is the aesthetics. And finally, sixth branch of philosophy in the West is psychology. Psychology, that is the uh, mind, 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 mind. So you have Freud, for example, who was, uh, who is in a way father of modern psychology. And uh, Carl Jung, who followed him, who started with the Indian yoga, yoga philosophy, then abandoned it, having learned everything from it and developed his own system. Then he abandoned it and talked against it later. Later, a guru dro, Granth ka dro, yeah, yeah, it's a kind of a guru. But then Carl Jung and pride jane jate it is about the mind. It is about the mind. What is mind and how does mind function? And what are the kinds of things that the mind thinks about? Thinks about. So it's a science of thinking. It's a branch of how, how human mind thinks. So it's a Western system. Hai. Western system. Where darshan jo hai, Unki classification badi alag hai. You see? Now, for example, I have already told you, we have three schools. Three, three, three sampradaya hai. There is the Sanatan, there is the Bodh and the Jain. The, in fact, if you make a binary, it is Sanatan versus Bodh and Jain because Bodh and Jain are both, Bodh and Jain are both non-theocentric. There is no God. There is no God in Buddhism and in uh, Jainism. Jainism. I have often wondered, they, of course, there are subtle differences in their entire epistemology and their, uh, you know, for example, some of the most famous things, the Shunyavada, Shunyavada of, uh, of Buddhism and Syadavada of the Jainas and Apohavada of the Jainas, you see, the Buddhists. You know, they are their doctrines, very important doctrines, they enunciated apart from the Sanatan the systems. So Shadadarshan belongs to the Sanatan system. Shadadarshan belongs to the Sanatan system. Okay. And these two are different systems. And then in the Sanatan system itself, you see, we have uh, the six, of course. Uh, in fact, counting begins with why with Nyaya and Nyaya Vaisheshika. When people start counting the Indian systems, they begin with Nyaya Vaisheshika. Because both of these are concerned with Jagat, with the world, with hard Padartha, Padartha, Padarthvadi, ye Padartha ke darshan hai, jo exist karte hai. And uh, then, then second is the system Sankhya and Yoga, which are concerned with the mind, which are concerned with the mind and how the mind understands Jagat, Sankhya Yoga. And finally, they come to what lies beyond this Jagat and Jeeva, 
what lies beyond the dharma and brahma dharma and brahman the niyamaka you know the the regulatory principles of this jagat and jeeva regulatory principles of jagat and jeeva thank you very much thank very you very nice. much namaskar thank you very much professor sir namaskar namaskar wonderful namaste